0: Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It is part two of Ray Stern's interview here. Singer, songwriter, guitarist, composer, band leader, and contestant on The Voice last season. So we're going to get into the second part of her conversation in a little bit. We have some great interviews coming up in the future, so look forward to those as well. Like I talked about last week, I finished mixing... Alley Eyes' four-song EP and was mastered by Gary Cannon of Daystorm. The song Night Sirens is going to be coming out on April 15th, so make sure you go and check out that. I was honored to produce and mix this four-song EP. I'm also finishing up Cool Zoo's four-song EP and also some songs from Sean Robinson out in Pennsylvania. So I have a few projects coming up here that hopefully I'll be able to showcase soon. But let's get on to what you came here to listen to, which is the interview with Rain Stern. So here we go.
1: I think now where I'm headed, because we could talk about the voice and stuff. We but talk, ultimately, this is your
0: soapbox. So if, if you right. want to talk about it, great. If you don't, that's cool what too.
1: Here's what I'll say about it. Okay. I never would have done it had it not been for the pandemic. Like... It was not something I had ever set out to do or aimed to do. It was really a result of not having anything else to do, and then I had, and then a, um, NBC producer talent scout, not producer, MBT talent scout, reached out to me about doing it.
0: Okay,
1: this is not me trying to like shit on the show or no say that vo- the voice fans are silly and I hate them or something like that. This is this is just me saying like I don't really care about the show that much i it's not my speed. I think that it's just not creative enough for me. It's not interesting enough. I think it's way too cookie cutter and way too like the contestants are like the pawns on the chessboards for uh for n b c to make money and for um those specific celebrities who become the coaches on the show to make a lot of money and have another platform where they can be seen because if you really think about it so much of the airtime that gets devoted to that show it like i'm the contestants and, the, and those people's stories those real people's stories and the behind the scenes of them working on things is so much more interesting to me as a viewer mm-hmm. and yet we get a lot less of that than we do of like Blake Shelton and Kelly Clarkson bantering about some nonsense that we've already seen before last episode and the episode before that and the season before that and the season before that. I'm like, I don't care. This is a new person, but you're just making them so 2d. And like they could be like, give them more of a stage to be the full thing, but it really is just like, um, Everything is sunshine and butterflies, even when we're talking about the the like heartthrob or like the sad story or the you know the soapbox or whatever right. you know what I mean like. Right. Um, and I also I was I was like I'm not gonna say I was a difficult person to work with, but I think I was a very unusual person for them to work with for a few reasons. One of which was the fact that they would be like you know, ask me all these questions about my upbringing and my, my life story. And stuff. they do several interviews with you and they, 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 they don't just care if you're good at singing. Like they want a sob story at some point. And I'm like, okay, you're not going to use like my parents' divorce as a sob story. You're not going to use the fact that like, uh, like I'm a uh, female guitar player in an industry that's very m- male dominated as a sob story. You're not going to like, you know what I mean? Like these things about me aren't sob stories. These things about me and how I've continued to be like a light in the dark and like have a lot of Um, desire and passion and strength is like super cool and rad and should be and should be like a hallelujah celebration kind of moment. So I was like, if you're gonna tell my story and edit these pieces together of these interviews because they'll cut whatever the fuck they want from whatever they want and assemble whatever, I was like, I was like, I straight up will not get on that stage and sing if you air my ep like on the next episode if you air that episode. And it's like some super sad bullshit thing that you guys edited together. <laughs> I was like, that's not, I, I don't think it's inspiring. I no. think it's just like, I think it's like a pity me, give me votes kind of thing. Right. That's not, I don't want, I don't want anybody to pity me. No, I want people no. to be uplifted by my story. See like, and they don't necessarily need to just see my struggles to do that. But I think it's like so much more empowering to be like casual about it in a way because that's true to me to be like, yeah, these were things that I went through and uh, yeah, I just kept like chugging along, plugging into these things and um, harnessing that to uh, use it to express myself. And uh, look for answers, and and uh, I think it made me a more compassionate person, and da, da 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 and dope. Now I'm here, and I'm really good at this thing, and I'm <laughs> I'm like proud of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was more like the energy that I I wanted uh, them to showcase because it's the energy that I want to showcase. And I specifically was on the phone with this producer, and I straight up told him I was like, here, listen, man, his name was like Keith, I think. I was like Keith, dude. I was like. I was like, this is not about you. Your producer on the show is going to get paid no matter how you edit my story. And you're going to go home with a paycheck and you're going to come back and you're going to work on the next op- episode and you'll probably be hired for the next season and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, but how you portray me affects me for the rest of my life. Yep. I was like, so do us both a favor and uh, and tell the truth. And tell a, an uplifting story. Uh, we don't need some like some bullshit thrown in there. They really wanted to like run with the fact that when I was like ten, I got hit by a car and like I had to put my right arm in a cast because uh, I uh, sprained or broke my wrist or something. I can't remember. I think I just like fractured it, yeah. and I couldn't write for a long time. And I was telling them how once once I got it was really frustrating for me because. I love having my autonomy. And so when I finally got my cast out, I started taking, I never took writing in my ability to do that for granted ever again, because I was just like, oh my gosh, I get to write my own homework assignments. And if I want, and I was like, and I think I started to like fall in love with with words and writing and poetry more, which is totally connected to like how I write songs and stuff. If they had wanted to tell that version of that story that would have been uh like a little wholesome cool snippet but they wanted to make it this dramatic thing about how when my parents were separated for the second time growing up i was in this horrifying car crash oh, and it was geez. so hard for me you know what i mean yeah. And i was just like that is not i was like dude that is, does not make the top 10 list of my experiences in my life. No. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, no. not even close. And so, I and I, cause you know, they, uh I, I did call them and I was just like, had this gut feeling and I was just like, what are you guys, what are you guys planning on airing? Like, tell me, you know? And, um and I think because I'm so like direct and, and I'm not disrespectful, but I am no. just like very assertive about stuff. I think that the, the, the Keith was like, you know, had some respect for that. And just, so he just told me what their plan was. It's like, yeah, I don't really dig that because, you know, I had a gut feeling I should call you because I don't want to be another sob story. I want people to be like, yeah, she's, everybody's got hard things to deal with in their life, but I want it to be more like rain is a person who is adaptable and uh, you know, and relatable and takes the things that they're going through uh, whatever it is good and bad and uh, turns it into gold when they can. And like, you know, and, and, uh, and also like to recognize how privileged I am in a lot of ways. Like I, I, I have never really gone hungry, like maybe for a day or two here and there, you know, but like, yeah, not really, you know? So I was just like, I don't need one. I just don't need one, you know? Um and so I think that's another thing is that like I don't need people or want people to pity me uh in my career uh and unless it's really well do <laughs> like unless some shit like yeah. really you know right, right. um um I don't want to um I love fashion. I love being cool. Of course, everybody wants to think that they're cool and hot and likable totally, (laughs) but I have no problem like admitting that. Um, I've, I've had people be like, man, like, you know, gone on dates with people and they're like, Oh, you know, that first, uh, that first date experience where you're just like, everybody has a halo effect and you're just like, Oh, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm (laughs) like, sure there is. I'll listen for you if you want. (laughs) And I have no problem being like, it's this and this and this. And I'm like really good at being really mean without any swear words. Like, <laughs> dude, one time <laughs> I said this to a guy and he like, I was like, felt really bad. Yeah. And so it's like, I have no problem, like kind of pulling those curtains back. And I do think that there's like a healthy set of boundaries and a line to cross. I'm not going to go around being like, okay, here's my address to all my fans. You know what I mean? Right, right. But right. but I do think that there's there's something to be said for this like glamorous facade that a lot of artists have that to me is just like, I think is if anything working against them, it's not working in their favor. I think people nowadays with this world of social media, that's like so heavily constructed really crave authenticity and really crave like something that they can, a person that they can hear and see and believe and trust that they are who you, who you think that they are and that they really are going to donate that money to that cause, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And like, that's, I want to be somebody that when my fans go digging, they find like that behind the scenes on the voice I helped save uh, them per season like eighteen to twenty thousand dollars by just telling them like documenting how much plastic waste with their like uh, forks and stuff like that that they could be saving if they did things a little bit more environmentally friendly and did it like this and there's a financial incentive and da 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 and right, right you know like the more you dig the more there's just going to be like the consistency and like it, it's actually being backed up that. I told you these were things I cared about. Here are my actions. And it reflects in my music and my message. And you're going to come to my concerts and shake your ass and leave feeling inspired, but not overwhelmed. I don't want it to be too preachy. I don't want, we're never going to stray from the art and stray from the music and stray from having a good time, but you're going to a hundred percent leave, leave feeling uplifted. I will have it no other way. I'm never going to be a Travis Scott where people are getting trampled and I don't immediately stop the show and like do whatever I can and use my funds to help those people get better. Like I just, I'm so grossed out and disappointed by a lot of people who have all this power, all this wealth, all this uh, um, ability to influence people massively, and they're not using it no. to do good. You know, it's just yeah. like, you're so you're, you're, you're like, you're like 0.05% of, of all the privileged people in the world fucking do something. With exactly.
0: It. Exactly. Like
1: you, you have to, man, you, you don't know. just get to say, well, um, you know, survival of the fittest. And, you know, if people just want to keep, um, you know, uh, liking these hot abs, then that's their choice. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you are a privileged person who is encouraging, uh, like brainwashing and self-hatred and people who aren't you and don't have access to the things that you yep. have access to. Yep. And to me, I'm like, here are my eye bags. Here's my yellowing teeth, Like here's all of this <laughs> stuff. And I'm damn fucking good at what I do. Yeah. And I'm proud of those things about myself. And I'm sometimes an asshole to my friends and my family. And like, I'm just a person, dude, like, like put up or shut up. You know what I mean? Like deal yep. with it. Like go for it. Like go big or go home. Like all of those things. I'm like, it, it is what it is. It's, um, the,
0: it's the human condition.
1: Totally. And there's no point in pretending that it's anything other than that.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Because it's just not real. And that's how you can tell. It's like, stop. Everything that we do is a vote. It's not just going and like filling in the little square or the bubble on the ballot sheet. It's also the way you spend your money. It's also whose posts you like and whose posts you share. It's also like... Uh, what kinds of things, what kinds of TV shows and things you decide to like invest your time and energy into. Like, everything is a vote. Every choice we make, whether we like it or not, big or small, affects the world around us. Yep. And the more power you have access to, the, the more of an effect potential you have. So... I don't, I'm not saying be perfect. I'm not saying never fuck up, but I'm saying know that, be conscientious about it, and don't, you know, uh, play the game when you have to because there are evil people, there are psychopathic people out there who just want to win. So be careful and play the game when you have to, but stop playing the other 99% of the time when you don't have to. Yeah. And no one's telling you to.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: So yep. we're on the same the,
0: there for sure.
1: That's the future, man. That's where I'm, I'm at. I'm currently at my parents um, in Des Moines for the holidays. Cause I know I'm not going to see them um, a ton. Once I go to LA in just like two weeks here, I'm going to be there recording. Um, I, I haven't been traveling the world playing a ton. Like I have gone to Italy and, and the United kingdom recently, but that was for, Uh, with this company called Battery Tour, um, which is about, like, sustainability, uh, renewable energy, and stuff like that. And I'm I'm big on that shit. So I went there and um, was in uh, Glasgow recently for COP26, which is, um, like, hosted by the United Nations and um, some of the world's, like, biggest leaders. Like, Barack Obama was there. I didn't ever run into him, but I know he was there. Just to give you an idea of, like the status of the people that were going. Right. There was like super regular people. Uh, there were artists there, not a ton. Um, there were like indigenous groups of people there. Uh, Greta Thunberg was there. Um, yeah. So it's just a lot of people, world leaders and, 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 and common people coming together uh, to talk about like how we're going to solutions to addressing the climate crisis moving forward. So yeah. there were like, different locations that we're hosting panels where like someone, you know, who works, who's an editorial fashion person comes in and talks about how people can, you know, uh, you know, talks about the problems of fast fashion and like, well, because of social media and TikTok trends are changing so fast now that companies are, are making like weekly monthly fashion things. And then they're they're the styles are changing and going out of style so fast that we're end up throwing so much of our clothes like fresh, clean, made, unbroken, perfectly fine clothes right. into landfills simply because it's not in anymore. That's so yesterday, literally. Right. And like talking about that kind of messed up, again, like super privileged and ungrateful way of thinking. It's like, dude, I'm sorry to tell you, but an actually sustainable, healthy world requires compromise. Yes. Unfortunately, for uh, for the top, you know, like everybody who's sitting pretty right now, and I consider myself and my family and anyone who's uh, got a fully stocked fridge to be sitting pretty right now, um, you know, like, unfortunately, you have to compromise. Like, you can't just have it all because no. having it all means that there's nothing left. Right and that's the direction that we're moving into and mm-hmm. so that's why this is so important to me because it's not like um it's not like some fictional thing to me i'm like this is reality and it's also just math like math points into the direction of the more i have the less there is
0: yeah
1: it's 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 just like subtraction dude yes yeah, <laughs> exactly so um so that's uh that's where i'm headed i'm going to be playing like um, the earth day festival in Texas. Um, I, I think it's, it, I can't, don't, don't take my word for it too much here because there's a lot that I need to look into. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it might be going on during South by Southwest. Okay. I, I think that's like a days long, um, festival. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, I think it's going to be like, it just so happens that earth day is one of those days. And so it's like, the green celebration part of that day. Um, And then working on these projects. And I've got three albums written. Could I be putting everything that I have on social media and on SoundCloud and on Spotify as is? And would it be good? Yes. But I don't want to take a song that's a great song, that has a really poignant message, and just make it a good recording like I want to I want to elevate it I don't want to detract From it you know you've heard mm-hmm. songs And as musicians I feel like We can listen to a voice memo recording Of of something And appreciate it for what it could be yeah. But most people Will hear a decent or good Recording of something And think oh the song is just Good no the song writing Is fucking great the recording Is just dis- Is just Distracting from how great the song is. Right. Yeah. And so I don't think that my recordings are like bad and therefore distracting. I just think and know that they could be better and that I can't possibly know everything and I don't want to. Yeah. Like I don't want to get to the end of my career and be like, I did it all by myself <laughs> and there's no one to share it with. Right. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. so fruitless.
0: Is there um, a reason why you picked LA over, say, Nashville or New York to record?
1: Yeah. um, So there's a a guy that I met who's the founder and owner of a production company, and uh, he makes um, like music software plugins. Okay. And, um, and he's like worked on a couple of plugins, uh, plugins and software uh, that's just like revolutionary in music and hasn't really been done before. And so um, he's a uh, he. He and I really hit it off, and he's gonna be helping me with my stuff and and essentially, you know, kind of giving me the keys to the Lamborghini, if you will. Where okay. you know I don't have a million dollars in my bank account yet, <laughs> and um, uh, but you know, I, I have everything that I say, I can back it up. And when I, when I show, uh, the quality of my music, I can also back it up with the things that I say. So it's kind of that, like, it's like everywhere you look, she's legit. All right. It's checks out. It's legit. Like, there's not really a reason at this point not to support me because, like I have integrity. I mean, well, I plan, I have used my platform for good. I continue to use, I want to use my platform for good. I'm like, like a president putting their hand on the Bible, like doing the oath I'm here, but, but more trustworthy than that. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm here being like, that's like, like honor of a true scout. Like, you yeah. know. um, and, uh, and I, and I'm good at what I do. And I don't think that there's a lot of people especially my age that, that you can really compare me to in the music industry right now. And I think that's really cool. And that's really exciting. And um, so, yeah, at this point, it's really just going there, uh, taking advantage of these opportunities and this help that I'm being offered uh, for free, basically. Yeah. And um, and uh, I also have friends out there and through not just music, but like environmentalism and other causes that I'm, you know, care about. I've met like entrepreneurs um, or like other female owned businesses. And like, I'm, I don't think that I just, I have one target audience. I kind of think that, you know, I make rock and jazz and punk and funk and everything, you know, in my own flavor of it all. So I think that, I think like everyone's my target audience in a way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, especially since like environmentalism inequality, and equality uh, and like self-acceptance are huge parts of the, the, you know, what I'm using my platform for. And that's also for everyone. There's like, that's not like a, this is for you. Like this is, that's like a, everybody come on board. You can participate. Um, so, but I do think, um, that it's important to be around people that you can see yourself in, in certain ways. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, uh, hanging out with a best friend that's, you know, also female who doesn't play music. Well, I can't see myself in her musically, but I might be able to with like my bro drummer friend. you know, but then, but then she can't relate to me on what it's like to move through the world as a woman. And so, you know, I'm really excited to go out there and like have these relationships with other women who are entrepreneurs, but doing to- something totally different than me. Yeah. And um, yeah, so just things like that. There are just, there's so much, there's so many more opportunities. There's so many more people. I'm totally like, I don't want to be the best songwriter in the room anymore. Like in where I'm from, I don't want to be, um, I want to be challenged and I want to be around people that are better than me uh in certain aspects you know like somebody there's a hundred percent much better guitar players than me all over the place and in a a heavy concentration in los angeles that excites me cool you know yeah and i think that like i i'm i have tended to be that kid in school and in life and in music who's just like procrastinates the shit out of everything (laughs) <laughs> and then when the pressure's on, that's when I like grow really hard and really fast, you know. Yeah, so you get that too. So that's why I'm like, okay, like put the pressure on. Like I, I'm, I'm in this space of like I can't grow anymore. There's a glass ceiling right here, and I'm like having to turn my head, yeah, because I'm just smashing into it. Right. So I need to go somewhere where I can do that, and I could do that in Nashville or New York or other many London, many other places. Yeah. In- right. LA, I don't think is going to be home for me. Um, But it's the next chapter for me. And uh, I'm really excited about the things that are going to happen this next year. I think 2022 is going to be a super like hardworking year of growth and like actualizing these things that I have been wanting to do for many years. Because there's a lot of people who are like, You still don't have an album out yet? And I'm like, bro, I've got three albums written with concepts, music videos, color coordinations, um, marketing ideas, album art ideas. Uh, Like I've got all of that in binders, like super organized. Here's the sheet music. It's really just boils down to production quality and having access to some of the best players in the world. That's what I want. And so, do I have great recordings of my songs? Yeah, but were they recorded with the best horn section that LA had to offer? No. So I'm gonna go get that.
0: Cool. And, Very and, cool. And
1: forgive me for shooting for shooting hot. No, you know what I mean? No. So that's shouldn't. why. So that's why I'm like, did I write? Uh, you might have seen um, my music video, "I'm Not Them," where I like, be, you know, kind of take on the personas of all these different people. Um, and if you haven't, go and check it out. But A reason I bring that song up is because I wrote that song when I was 15. Now I released that song just a few weeks before I turned 23, almost eight years later, let's say seven years later. Why didn't I release that song then? Because it wasn't ready to be released. Do I think it was ready to be be released when I put it out? Do I think it was the best it possibly could be? No. Why? Because I recorded the entire song except for the drums in my freaking bedroom. And mixed it myself and then like shipped it off to another friend to like do another pass of mixing on it. And then, you know, send it to somebody off to get mastered. But yeah. like, do I think it's a good song? Yeah, of course. Do I think the mix is, is good? Yeah. Do I think it's great? No. Do I think the song is great? Yes. Do I think the mix is great? No. And so <laughs> that's why I'm like, did I have to, I had to auto tune every single horn in that song and oh. like do do a lot of copying and pasting and a lot of time stretching and a lot of quantizing and shit that I shouldn't have to do because the horn section should just be that good.
0: Right. I hear you.
1: And so that's why I'm like the more post-production editing you have to do, even if it's microscopic, it does detract from the value of what it could be if it was just good to begin with.
0: Yeah. I hear you. And that's where you. I'm at. Yeah. That's
1: why I'm like, dude, when the album comes out, fucking put your seatbelt on because we're going real fast. But that's the other thing too, is I don't want to release another, one more song, put out one more piece of content without a marketing strategy and without like thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars behind it. And, you might be like, where are you going to get that? And I'm like, that's what I'm so quiet working on behind the scenes right now. So when I do finally go into a hole and come back out, it's going to, it's, it's not going to ever be the same. I'm never going to play in like a little podunk bar in the middle of nowhere for some scraps ever again. I'm going to like, I'm leaving that chapter of my life of like, of just like hustling, uh, you know, kind of in circles in a space that's not really going to provide me with what I need or, or what I, you know, deserve for the work that I'm putting in, I'm leaving that behind. And I'm saying, this is what I know I can accomplish and achieve, but I have to do it somewhere else. And I have to really, really mean it. Go there and do it and not come out until it's ready. And then when it is ready, all you have to do at that point is just like, kick your feet up and press go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, I do. I do. It's and it's going to be a lot of work, but it's a. I think it's a labor of love, especially for people like musicians like you. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's your it's your life work, and you might as well put a hundred percent into it.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of tears and a lot of yeah, like doubt and a lot of sleepless nights and there's a lot of that stuff, man. But like, if you if you know that it's like your truth, then don't give up on it. And you know, these songs are just too damn good, man. Like I'm telling you, they're too damn good for me to get uh, like deflated about, about good. it. Like I can get deflated in in moments or days
0: mm-hmm.
1: have a bad week, but at the end of it, I can't, it's almost like they're their own people at this point. Like they're, it's almost like every song that I've written, I've poured so much into and it's really not for me. Like it's, it's came out of me, but it's for everyone. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, how dare I have these insights, this ability to kind of like communicate in moments where somebody else and say something that somebody else might not know how to say, but they feel it too. Yeah. And I can, and I can tap into that and capture that. Why not do everything that it takes to, to give that to as many people as possible?
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, go big or go home.
1: Exactly. And and this is where I kind of feel like, like I've done, you know, 99% of the talking. And so I'm sorry. No, I didn't like no, that's okay. Or anything, but
0: I'm not much of a talker. I I more enjoy just listening to the stories of the musicians that come on here and you know just give their truth, just like you did yeah. today, and I appreciate I that. I mean, we've I been talking for. You- what's that? Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I can tell, uh, like you're very engaged, and nothing I'm saying is like, like going like past you. You know, like you definitely. I can tell it's landing and that you're like, yeah, like you get what I'm, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say. And yeah, um, I think that that's partially because I've, I've thought about this stuff a lot and I try to be really clear, but I also think that that it says something about your audience that they, they get what you're saying. They're engaged, they're attentive and they care. It's like, you know, only people who can mirror and relate to what you're saying and like have some of that in themselves really grasp what you're saying Yeah, and stay that engaged for that long. So I guess it's my kind of my way of saying like, you know, you have to be passionate and caring and like empathetic to like give this much of a shit about how, how much I'm giving, you know? Right. So thank you for listening to me go on my tangents for this long. No,
0: I mean, (laughs) I think everything you've said isn't like regurgitated same thing over and over again for the last hour and a half. It's like you have a, a journey you've been on and you've been expressing and giving detail from beginning to end without really repeating yourself, which is great.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, this is what I mean about storytelling. And this is, it's like, I, I, I uh, there are people who ask me like, how do you, like write your lyrics and I could like actually just record myself, like sit down writing lyrics and, and then sitting there and being like, Oh, like look up the definition of word or do this here and there. And like, I could really break that down Mm -hmm. and it changes every time, depending on the song, you know? Right. But I think ultimately it comes down to like, like writing poetry and uh, is something that's a lot easier for me to just like tap into. Um, not and i'm not saying it's always as easy i'm just saying i think it's a lot easier for me than most people because it's like a way that i view the world it's a way that i move through the world i'm not it's not like i go and put on my poetry hat and get into my my like sherlock holmes costume and sit down at my poetry writing desk and now i'm going to dedicate <laughs> the next 30 minutes to writing poetry it's just like it's not, that, it's not that far out of reach if it's like the lens that you're looking at life through, yeah, you know? Right. And I'm sure you can understand that. It's like, it's like being an understanding, caring person is not that far out of reach if you've been through a lot and you can relate to people. Yes. So to me, it's, that's why this is such an inevitable path for me. Like you never have to be like. I wonder if in five years, Stern is gonna like continue making music and art and like caring about the Because like it's just like, dude, I you I you have to kill me first. Yeah. Like it, it's like it's like my right hand. Like you can chop it off, but like it, it still was or is a very real part of me. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean. And that's something that I want to be able to to help other, not give to other people, but be able to give them a space where they can even start questioning things or breathing and thinking and feeling enough to find something like that or find some things like that for themselves. Because this has been my one constant thing in moments where, you know, there really didn't seem to be anything else to live for. Otherwise, you know, if we're we're just going to be super honest, you know, this has been that thing for me in moments where I was just like, I suck. Life is gray. Like colors are muted. I'm super depressed. Will I ever get out of this space? Uh, will I, this was not my, my meant to be for me. Like I was not meant to be like a super sad down person. Why, why am I, I'm, I'm having a panic attack now. Oh my God. I can't even get control of myself. Like, this isn't me. Like I'm, I'm dissociated. Like, who am I? Is life real? Like, you know, just right. getting spiraling into that. There was always this one thing that I could pick up a guitar or sit down at a piano or something. And like, Cry into it. And I think that that's, there's like a point that you push past where it's like you, whether it's dance or writing or singing or, or I don't care what it is, it doesn't have to be the stereotypical art forms, but just something that you can develop a relationship with that helps you strengthen that relationship with yourself that when everything else seems to be gone you at least have this ability to express Mm yourself. And like, that's, I think genuinely that that is, and will always be like the kind of implied destiny of humanity. Like given the human condition and, and what we know about it, I think that I've heard so many conversations about global warming and what are we going to do to fix it? And we're in like the 11th hour and, and we need action. Like we need people to stop talking and giving speeches. We need action. And they're right. But something I don't hear being addressed in a lot of these spaces with like CEOs of green companies and, and famous soccer players and whatever, Hmm. Is that, um, is that I'm referencing an actual conversation, (laughs) but, but, um, something I didn't hear any of those people talking about was apathy and how it, that apathy and that lack and that fear, uh, is kind of the, the, the elephant in the room that nobody's really looking at. How are you going to get action when you don't have the motivation? And how are you going to get the motivation when everybody's too busy and distracted, hating themselves? Like everyone's too caught up with their own sadness and their own ailments and their own lack of self-respect that they don't have that thing that keeps their head above water when the world is flooding, literally, you know? And so why are we not addressing the massive issue of like, of kind of the toxic nature of uh divisiveness and cancel culture and all of these things and how it's actually connected to like the sickness of our planet like it's all connected and it's all reflecting and if we don't address uh how the strength in people and people finding their their passions and figuring out how to be creative and link their passions together to aid in small local ways. If every single person recognized their value as a person and knew that there was a way that they could have joy, bring joy into their lives for others and also use it to be creative enough to have solution oriented thinking for their local scene everywhere, globally, that would be it, right? Because yep. i'm not I'm not going to fix uh, Beijing. I'm not going to no. fix Saudi. I'm not going to fix Colombia. Like as one person, I am not going to like, but what I can do is be is like encourage people to um, to be more connected to nature and the world around them and understand how powerful they are and see how powerful their negativity is and how powerful their positivity is and uh, just continue to have that conversation uh, and use my music as a tool to do that, but then also as like a talking point. People go, oh, Rainstern, I really love your this or that song or Mm. whatever. And then I can go, then i can go from being like oh please please stop with the the cameras and the whatever and then i can go okay i'm a person let's redirect that attention that you're putting on me onto this yeah which is so much bigger and everlasting than i am exactly. because as much as we all have egos and i there are times where i want to be like i'm going to put that I'm going to remind everybody that I fucking wrote that song when I was 16. And yeah, maybe that song didn't come out until I was 30, but I'm going to remind them that I was that smart when I was 16 for myself and for my own ego. <laughs> and, I ha- and I grapple with that stuff all the time. I want like credit for the person that I am and that I've been, yeah. but you know, and I know so many other artists, especially like hip hop artists and rappers talk about that stuff all the time. Like I came up, I was doing this. Nobody else was doing that. And and I get it. I really relate to that very strongly. But like, what's your mom's name? What's your grandma's name? Eventually you get to like, a lot of people don't know their great grandmother's name or they don't know their like great, great grandmother's name. So give it two or three generations, like three or two to, th- to four generations, let's just say. Okay. And you have already forgotten your own biological lineage. That person is no longer someone, you know, now do we all still talk about Beethoven hundreds of years later? Yes. Yeah. But we're eventually, but Beethoven isn't a person anymore. Beethoven is an idea and Beethoven yeah. is ultimately his body of work and what other people are doing with it now. And that's what I'm going to be someday. And like, that's the best that we can do. So why not? And if I'm going to die anyways, someday like fuck him. Like you might as <laughs> well have fun while you're doing it, man. Right. <laughs> For real, dude. Yeah. Like I, 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 it's really hard and I'm not saying that it's easy because I'm saying this, but Uh, it's so easy to get caught up in what everybody else is doing, what everybody else thinks about what you're doing. Classic. But um, like my mom said, if everybody likes you all the time, it's not real and you're not doing it right.
0: Exactly. And I think on that note, we should probably, (laughs) yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for being on. This was amazing. It was just Thank amazing you. to talk to you and hear your story and where you're coming from and know the real Rain Stern.
1: Totally, yeah. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for giving me a platform to do that. Um, and uh, on an, on an, on another note, uh, or here, I guess what I'll say to everybody out there is like, just from a personal promo point of view, like, yeah, you know, go check out the things that I do have out there on Spotify or YouTube and stay up to date with me on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. But um, yeah, find a, find some joy and some passion for yourself. Um, maybe not every day, but every day if you can Yeah. and, uh, and try to be conscientious about the way, like you do have a, a carbon footprint and an impact, uh, energetically on the world around you and the people around you. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks, man. And with that, I will say this to you. I would love to be able to have um, like this video or something like that. Eventually okay. uh, be able to like, take like snippets of like the best parts of it and like put some of that stuff on TikTok and just be like, yo, check out this a- You asked me a question and then like edit together, like a really succinct, cool piece of advice or something like that. And just like, yeah, that's I, can, something you're down yeah, for. I can
0: send you the whole video and you can do whatever you want with it.
1: Okay. Sick, man. Cause yeah. I think there's some, I don't like, I know you were recording this and I do talk to people that, you know, are in my circle a lot about these kinds of things, mm-hmm. but this is not really like an interview uh, or like the kinds of stuff that a lot of people know about me in depth. And I think that how long this is, is some people will check it out and like hardcore fans or people who, you know, whatever they'll yeah. listen to the whole thing. But um, I do think that there are some like really good nuggets that I would like to just be able to go boom and just like throw it out there because a, a fundamental part of my brand, if you will, is not just like, I'm not just an artist, like uh, bu- like making music with my headphones on, yeah. like I'm a person. Right. and And music is just like a tool for me um to express that um so that would be really cool and I appreciate you sending that over to me yeah no uh, problem
0: no problem yeah. no i mean this is this whole podcast thing is just it's it's not a thing for me it's a thing for just to elevate wisconsin musicians and organizations and businesses that help out musicians that are part of wisconsin yeah you know. so it's just yeah. a it's just a passion project basically what this is for yeah me.
1: Yeah. I I love that. Yeah. And I, uh, the last thing I did before moving and the last show I had, we raised money for the clean lakes Alliance, which, um, helps protect and keep the clean, uh, the lakes in, uh, Wisconsin, like in Southern Wisconsin, just cleaned up and protected. And it's really as as simple as that, but I, I wanted to like leave my local area in Wisconsin, like with like a sincere thank you and gift that was like more than just like um having a party you yeah, know i, I wanted you. to be like i wanted to be like let's try to make uh the the world around you like legitimately better <laughs> cool. so yeah
0: very cool um, all
1: right man well i like that i dig it uh thanks for the the whole thing and uh just yeah. an email about like Dropbox or WeTransfer or whatever.
0: Whatever yeah that'll work yeah. and I definitely when you're you know I'm gonna get a chance when you're done recording and get that album out maybe you can come back on and talk a little bit more talk about, about it. Yeah exactly yeah.
1: That, then we can have like a really focused conversation on like that album and that body of work. Right import. cool. Yeah alright sick sweet, sweet. thanks sweet. man.
0: Nice to meet sweet. you and have a great night
1: yeah peace dude.
0: Alright well there was part two with Rain Stern Hope you enjoyed that conversation. I learned a lot from her, and hopefully you did as well. Next week is actually going to be the very first guest I had here on the Wisconsin Music Podcast making a return visit, and that is Peggy James. So if you haven't heard that one, go check that one out, and then come back and listen to the second interview I have with her next week, Tuesday. If you're interested in being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast, I have a guest request form on the website, wisconsinmusicpodcast.com. Just go there. You'll see it in the upper left-hand corner. And basically all you're going to do is send in your name and your email, and I'll get back to you. If you're interested in me working with you on your recording project, either as a producer, recording engineer, mixing engineer, or any combination of those three, let me know at ztfstudio at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody, and play music.